0: Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing the unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games, So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun.
1: All right. Hello and welcome to Wise and Nerdy Sons Charles. (laughs) Woohoo! He just couldn't take it anymore. The holidays were stressful and he couldn't deal with another dad joke. He just he couldn't handle. But that's okay because
0: with me today is the one and only Kurt. Yo, hey, how you been? I missed my week off. It it, it was a it was a bummer, especially when I heard that that ne'er do well Mike Woodard was the sub. <laughs> that's right. And he he had apparently asked
1: uh, Mike to come in ahead of time, not even realizing that you were going to be out that week or something like that. <laughs> Great. So
0: <laughs> he meant to ambush me.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it was going to be the the four of us apparently. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't I don't even remember where
0: Charles is right now, really. But man. he's probably in some ambulance chasing lawyers.
1: That, all right, that could definitely be true.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But anyway, we have an awesome.
0: Whoa, that did not work at all. The buttons. It's the question of the week.
1: And this episode should be coming out just before Christmas. So. uh what is, Kurt, what is your favorite holiday
0: tradition? So this one for me is easy. Uh my favorite holiday tradition uh actually became a tradition accidentally. Um, and so when my kids were really small, uh I want to say like six and well, not even six and two, uh, probably eight and four. Um we lived in a house and we had a fireplace and, and I had a rocking chair and I said, I want to set it up so that the kids are in front of the fireplace and on Christmas Eve, I'm going to read the night before Christmas to them. And it was all for me. It was all like, this is something <laughs> I want to do. And I did it a couple of years in a row. And all of a sudden the kids started before they, be, before it was time to go to bed on Christmas Eve, they started going, Are you going to read to us? <laughs> and I'm like, Going, sh- you, you want me to? And they said, Yeah. And so they sat down in front of the fireplace and I got the book, the same book, and I would read the story to them. Well, after about 15 years of doing that, <laughs> you know, the kids are adults And They still Come to me on Christmas Eve And Have me read um, and, it's, and it's very cool The interesting thing um, Was during COVID uh, My granddaughter uh, Was like one But my daughter would zoom In and ask me to read Over zoom And so we just kept doing it. Um, and so when we left the house that we were in, uh, back in 2020, uh, as we were, as we had, uh, packed up everything and moved it to the new place, I couldn't find the book. Oh. And, and I was, it was driving me crazy because at that point it really was a tradition for us. And I'm panicking. Like I can you can always buy a new copy. That's not, yeah. and, and, and the book itself is just like a little golden book. It's nothing valuable, but for me, it was, it had sentimental value and everything. And my son said, well, I know where you kept it. So I picked it up from the old house and I brought it over. I thought, <laughs> I thought you might want it. And so, and he's, he, at this point, he's like 26, 27. And I give him a big hug. I said, you have no idea how much that means to me. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> and when we still, we have the book in in a place in, in the hutch that just, that's where it stays. <laughs> that is and awesome. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a cool tradition and and it was never meant to be. It was meant to be something selfish <laughs> and, and then it turned into not, um, and, and I dig it so much. And that's the, that's the, the one story. That when I'm doing story time with Kurt or a podcast type thing, people have asked me to read that, and I won't because that's that's a family thing. That's an us thing, not not for anybody else.
1: Now, are you going to re- record it and then your kids can do it can do it for their grandkids and then their grandkids and it can be. I,
0: I do want to. I do want to. Um, but if I go to record it at some point, I'm going to like set up a whole thing just so, so the video looks cool and everything. But, but yeah, I've thought about it. I've thought about it because it's something that I, whether they use it or not, not my, not in my control, but I'd like to leave that to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I, I bet they would use it to be honest. I, I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. Especially nowadays, right? Where that stuff is eternal at this point you know videos so oh yeah yeah what about you
1: oh man yours was so amazing but like (laughs) so uh for the past uh 11 years or so we've been staying christmas eve night stay at my in-laws house Mm -hmm. and we always and i think this is a tradition for a lot of families but we we always open up one one gift on christmas eve and it's It's always the pajamas.
0: Pajamas. Yep. Yep, Yep. Exactly. Uh,
1: And so uh, that way the the kids can wear the new pajamas and everything. And then in the morning, we take pictures in the pajamas and whatnot. Um, And in the morning, we actually have a breakfast. And it's basically the same breakfast we do every Christmas where we do embellished eggs and um, orange rolls and... Uh, and stuff like that. And so, um, my father in law always gets up like an hour before everyone else and preheats the oven and puts the embellished eggs in. And, uh, what are
0: embellished
1: eggs? (laughs) So, uh, I've never actually made it myself, but as far as I can tell, my in laws, they prep it the night before where they, it's got chopped up bread and then, and it's put into like a nine by 13 pan and, uh eggs are are whisked up and put inside of it along with um uh sausage uh little sausage like andouille sausage um and then I think they put some cheese in there as well mm-hmm. and so you let it uh sit overnight so that the bread can absorb all of that and then you bake it in the oven in the morning
0: and yeah it's it's tasty it's yeah good. it sounds it sounds like like almost like a French toast casserole type thing, only probably not toasty yeah, yeah not not sweet. it does end up with
1: a uh, it is a little crispy on the top, um, and my my in-laws like to put salsa on it as well, and yeah, it's good.
0: yeah, you lost me on the salsa, but but uh otherwise, no, it does sound great, it sounds great yeah.
1: Yeah so we do that every morning and then the the orange rolls are always a big hit. So um and for those that don't know what orange rolls are they're kind of like cinnamon rolls
0: but it's got a, it's they're citrusy they're orange. So Yeah, I think I've ha- I think I've had them. Uh not often uh because they're not as common as cinnamon rolls but yeah, that same uh like swiss roll type spin on it with but with an orange frosting type of Yeah, like an thing. orange glaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, and yeah, we, we always eat breakfast. And then after that is when we start doing presents and everything. So, um, but yeah, that's what we've been doing for the last about 10, 10, 11 years almost now. So cool. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, does your wife know how to make the breakfast stuff yet? Uh, she's never made it, but I don't think it's that hard. So she would just have to get the recipe from my in-laws. So because my mother-in-law she whenever she finds a recipe she likes online she saves it off to a folder and then she prints it out and puts it in a three ring binder so she's got a a
0: big old binder of all of her recipes that she's liked so, I understand completely except all of my <laughs> recipes that I've printed out I don't put in a binder they're sitting in a stack on top of the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, oh. very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, I was just I, I I was just wondering if it was going to be one of those things where, well, you don't you don't make it like grandma used to make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was actually such a a weird thing when when I first got married, trying to mesh together what I grew up as for Christmas yep. and versus what my wife grew up for Christmas, and so. It, my my wife cuz my my both of my parents are are gone and so uh for the first couple of christmases it was heavily dominated by my in-laws traditions sure um but they they did make a concerted effort to to try to incorporate um some of my family's traditions in as well and oh, so good. now now it's a bit blended and my in-laws have adopted several of the traditions that i grew up with um and one thing that's also really neat is, um, my wife's aunt, when, when my wife was young, she went and made a whole bunch of homemade stockings for all of the, the cousins and, and nieces and nephews and everything. And so my in laws all had these matching homemade stockings. And so what we did is we took my tattered old, stocking that I had, cause it was pretty beat up and we actually made me a stocking in the same similar way that, uh, the aunt had made aunt mm. Peggy. And, and so, uh, and so it's similar to my childhood stocking, but also similar, it fits in with all the rest of them. And we've made stockings for all of my kids as well. And in so, that same
0: style or yeah, very cool.
1: Yep. And so uh, that, that's been uh, uh, pretty fun. And I even I had a conversation with my uh, oldest the other day. And I, I said, um, Do you ever wish that you had a store bought stocking? And he was like, No, I love my stocking. And so I, I was very happy to, to
0: hear that. So yeah, my, my wife ended up making stockings because uh, as a kid, we pretty much. Always had kind of store bought stockings uh, in my family. It would be those typical like red stockings with the white fur on top. But then, like my mom would take some I don't know some glitter or something and and like glue oh, our okay. names on it. You know, it's sort of homemade. My wife made cross stitch stockings oh, for neat. for me and and her and my, and our two kids. And the amount of detail, I I mean, it's, it's painstaking. Um, and so, um, and then we would, we would have some, some help, um, putting the cloth on them and making them actual stocking because the panel is the hard work. And then, you know, sewing, sewing, and so we keep those, um, and, uh, a few years back, my son was, uh, pretty careless with his and allowed chocolate to melt. Uh, oh, no. In the stocking and on the stocking. So, for the past two years, I've been trying to clean it um, oh. with Tide pens, toothbrush, oh. Oh, um, no. because you can't machine wash it, because everything yeah. will just come open. I brought it to dry cleaners, and they said, oh, is that homemade? Yeah, no, we're not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't blame them. I don't either. I don't either. But But just... I've, I spent a lot of time last year cleaning it up. I'm probably going to spend more time this year cleaning it up and trying to get it back like new. And, and it's, it's, um, it's been, it's been such a chore that I went, I wonder if I could find that pattern and redo it, like just remake it. The problem is my wife made the first one and my wife, um, and I don't know if I've talked about this or not. My wife has multiple sclerosis. And so, over the years, her her fine motor skills are gone. Like she just can't do that kind of work anymore. And so, if it had to be redone, I'm going to be the one that has to do it. Um, <laughs> have to figure it out. Well, and I've done cross stitch before, and I, I can I can do it. It's just it is going to take a long time. <laughs> oh man. So so uh, what I should do is have my son do it. Since he he's the one that <laughs> ruined his, uh, no, it's not that bad. It's it's actually okay. But but yeah, the homemade stocking thing, it's it's a big deal, right? I mean, yeah, your kids are gonna like want those wherever they go at some point.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 They're it's a lot of fun. A lot. A lot of fun. Awesome. But yeah, probably to avoid uh melted candy. That's why uh, Santa Claus at my house when I was growing up always put the stockings uh
0: uh, surrounding the tree by uh, Christmas Eve rather than on the mantle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just a note for a future show because Charles should be part of this as well. When you were talking about blending the families and adopting things from each family and whatnot, food, food and recipes and, and, and <laughs> like who, whose spaghetti sauce are you going to be using? <laughs> You know, that that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, that's a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well,
1: I think it's time to start. Roll that dice. Stupid Mike. (laughs) 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 Can you dig it? Uh, We still need to get new uh, things for that. So that's what do you think about? uh, And this one is what do you think about? Real versus fake Christmas trees. So, what what do you have at your house
0: right now? I'm ashamed to say we have a fake Christmas tree.
1: Yeah we we also have a fake tree. My in laws gave it to us when we first got married, and it's the tree my wife grew up with. So, oh okay, yeah. Uh, I growing up, I always had a real Christmas tree. Um, My dad loved going and picking out a tree, made a whole night of it. Um, We'd have uh, either go get hot cocoa or bring hot cocoa in, in a thermos and and the whole, the whole deal. And when we moved from Washington to Pennsylvania, um, my uncle there, his family would always go to this tree farm and actually cut down their own tree and everything. And they had um, a horse drawn, wagon with Clydesdales and everything and, and hot apple cider. And yeah, so it, it was this whole ordeal. Um, and it, the fake trees are definitely very convenient, but there are times where I definitely miss the whole experience of having a real tree.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I prefer a real tree from a a smell standpoint from just the the frankly the imperfect uh aspect of it um where you still you try to find the, the the right tree, but it's not necessarily you you know you never see the picture perfect like fully round the whole way, and you know no <laughs> holes and 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 being creative you with, always with hide that. the holes up against the wall yes all of that um i I like that um, but I will tell you that, and I've done, I've gone to a Christmas tree farm type thing where I didn't cut it down myself because I have no interest in that, frankly. Uh, but finding the right Christmas tree, I, I like that. But they've gotten so expensive. Oh, I bet. Um, and so I just, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it this year. And, uh, I, you know, last year we had a tabletop tree. We didn't even have a, like a, like regular, like six foot tree or whatever. Um. So this year, I I did go get a fake tree so that we we would have it, and um, and, and that's fine. I I guess I I prefer a real tree, but I I'm not so tied to it that it's essential. Yeah. Well, and it,
1: it's definitely convenient having the fake tree because then you just you put it away. You don't have to worry about figuring out how to dispose it after dispose of it afterwards. Right. Because I know when I um, – again, when I was living in Pennsylvania, uh, the, after Christmas in January, I always saw the ditches around us filled with trees that people had just tossed in there. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't even remember how we disposed of ours growing up, to be honest. Uh, we might have actually cu- cut it up because we had a, a, an actual wood-burning fireplace. Hmm. So it, we, may have, we may have cut it up and, and just burned it.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, waste management around here will pick them up. Like for, for a couple of weeks or well, something, okay. something after what, what whatever the time period is, they'll, they'll come and pick them up. But for us anyway.
1: Okay. Well, that, that's very convenient. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my brother, he, he's had a fake tree his whole married life as well, but that's also because his wife is allergic to pine needles. So, oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she, they tried uh, a real tree the first year they were married because she had always grown up with a fake one, I, mm. at least if I'm remembering correctly. And she just broke out in, in rashes all over her arms from it. So, you know, there's that. Plus, you got to worry about uh, seeming chipmunks in the trees, right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, old wives' tale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alvin. Huh. Oh, man.
0: All right. What do you mean? Uh, no, wrong one. Uh, oh, roll that dice. All righty. What are you nerding out about now? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, what
1: what are you you were telling me about some of the things you were nerding out about?
0: So, um, if we're, if we're talking about, uh, well, I, I guess, uh, th- there's a couple things, but, um, what I've been doing quite a bit lately is, uh, so I found a YouTube, uh, video that, um, has a bunch of the rank and bass, uh Christmas specials. And just, it, it's just, it's like a seven hour video that's got, uh, a bunch of the rank and bass, uh. V- specials on it as well as like Fat Albert holiday specials, just a bunch of holiday specials and vintage commercials and and I just uh, I I've been playing all that and kind of living nostalgically uh, <laughs> through them um, and it's 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 uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, what about you? What's what what have you been nerding out about lately?
1: So real quick though, before I get to mine, yeah. Which one of the Rankin Bass ones is your favorite?
0: So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I have a reason for this, but I'm gonna say Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay, all right. And and because that's the one with uh, the heat miser, snow miser, and uh, no, I'm sorry, no, no that's, that's that's the right. year without Santa Claus. Yeah. I, I always do that. Um, uh, but Santa Claus is coming to town is still my favorite one though. That's the one with the Burgermeister Meisterburger. Yeah. Um And the reason is because. The chorus is a ginger. Well, <laughs> no, but the chorus that I sing with, um uh probably five years ago now, uh for a couple of years in a row, we actually broke down that special, scripted the whole thing out, got all the music arranged, and we did the show on stage. Okay. And and I played Burgermeister Meister Burger. And it was so much fun. It was just (laughs) so much fun. Uh, and the reason I brought up the, the heat miser snow miser thing, um, that's my favorite song out of all the shows. Um, and that's also because with the same chorus, um, I got to, uh, do the heat miser solo and, and sing, sing the, that with, with the chorus and act like the heat miser on stage. And it, it's just a lot of fun and it's a great song, but, um, yeah, yeah, uh I, the Santa Claus coming to town though is is really I dig it quite a bit. That
1: that is definitely a good one. I, I mean, top 3 I think in general are Santa Claus is coming to town, Year Without a Santa Claus, and Rudolph.
0: Yeah, no question. In,
1: in, yeah, in, yeah, in my book. Um but the one that I think doesn't um I think is underrated is
0: Jack Frost. Jack Frost has, has moments. Uh, I, 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 I do is. like it. I do like it. Um, it it's that, a little quirky
1: and a little different. And, and I get why a lot of people rank it, it lower down. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always liked uh,
0: the Jack Frost one. Yeah. So. I, I got to see uh, Little Drummer Boy uh, recently. And I'd forgotten that's kind of a dark show uh it's it's really like you when you start out uh the the kid just hates humans like he he associates oh, yeah. with the animals because he was so abused as a kid <laughs> that he hates humans um and and i believe i believe his family was killed like <laughs> <laughs> by other uh, humans. Maybe and I so, need to rewatch that. I have watched it, it in several years, but yeah. yeah. And so it was, and, and then the, the, the adult that takes him in um, is a con artist and makes him perform for cash and like paints a smile on his face. Cause he won't smile. Cause he doesn't like to deal with humans. It, it's like, it's like really just like, Whoa, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it, it, you you just, i forgot because all you ever think, all you ever remember, or at least all I re- ever really remembered, was the very end. Yeah, where yeah, he's playing—he's I mean, playing, he's playing uh, you know, at the manger, and just okay,
1: cool. Oh, man! Yeah, and and apparently there's a little drummer boy book too. I have not what? seen that one. Interesting. I'll have to look now up with more, more on symbols. That. <laughs> oh man So there's There's one um, That I watch Every year A movie Well not every year I shouldn't say that 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 would be a blatant lie But I've watched uh, Probably two dozen times In my lifetime uh, And I'm in my mid-thirties So You know More often than not Yeah But it's, it's called Mr. Kruger's Christmas Oh I've heard of that uh animated no, no no, no, it's not animated, and it has um Jimmy Stewart in it oh, um, he's an old man living alone in a basement, and uh some carolers come to his door and it's clear that he's he is lonely and he's a widower and um and so he ends up uh tagging along with the uh, the Carolers and um, he daydreams during the songs, daydreams about the um, the manger event with Christ being born and everything, huh? So, yeah, interesting. It's, yeah, it's it's a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, um, I'll have to look that up because obviously, uh, it's a wonderful life is kind of like, oh, yeah the uh, best Christmas movie ever <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> pretty for me. much. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, but yeah, Mr. Kruger's Christmas. I think it might've been made by my church. Maybe. I don't huh. know. I've just, I've just, I've watched it growing up. I don't even know if it's available to watch online or anything, but, hmm. but yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's good one though. It's a very good one. So, um, but, What I'm actually been nerding out about is um, 8-Bit Christmas. Have you seen 8-Bit Christmas?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Uh, So it came out within the last two, three years. Okay. Um, And it's got uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And it's kind of uh, the spiritual successor to A Christmas Story, kind of like a modern a modern retelling ish. Okay. Um and so he at least it, I don't know. It they evoke similar thoughts to me, but this one it it's uh very different. He is reminiscing with his daughter about uh his uh, machinations trying to get a Nintendo for Christmas. The the original NES. Yeah. Um so trying to convince his parents and Um, and doing all kinds of other shenanigans. Uh, and so that's why it kind of evokes, um, a Christmas story images in me. He's so dedicated on his red rider BB gun. Um, but yeah, it, it's a a really good one. It's on, um, uh, it's not HBO max. It's just max. Uh, Max. It's on max. And, uh, uh watched it the past couple of years and my kids were like I want to watch it and that, so that was one of the first christmas movies we watched this year because they were uh dead set on on watching it that and uh uh jingle all the way were there those were a couple of the first ones we watched
0: so uh, i i look i've seen jingle all the way and eh. eh. uh, it's <laughs> I, and i like arnold i just um i don't know doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't do it for me. Well, but then again, uh, get your cards and letters ready. I I am in the die hard is not a Christmas movie uh, camp. So um, m- m- me too. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> all right. Um, you know, Charles would be fighting us if he was here. Absolutely. Well, what's funny is uh, Phil uh, Phil Keating. Um, Said he He found a quote that said, If you believe that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then you have to also admit that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Um, because there's a lot of similarities in, tar- in terms of like where that they- when they take place and everything. Uh, okay. and, I, and so, my answer to that was, I will forgive, I will forego saying that Home Alone is a Christmas movie, even though I believe it is. Um, <laughs> I will forego that. Because it is more important that people believe that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) And his only Um, response was, you're a monster.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, The other thing I've actually been nerding out about is I've been playing a lot more with the 3D printer now that I finally got it set up. Nice. And um, I, my, my, well, I mean, times are tough for everybody, but especially my... Uh my older sister, she's got she's a single mom with three kids and so um this I knew this wouldn't cost me much but I wanted to 3D print some stuff for her kids. Yeah. And so uh here's one of the things that I printed today. Oh, very cool. So for our podcast listeners, it is some 2D art of Senku from Doctor Stone that I'm holding up. And then the other thing that I printed off um, is this. Not sure how well, if you can guess what it is.
0: Uh, it kind of looks um a little Funko Pop-ish. It, it, yeah, it's definitely a
1: little Funko Pop-ish. It is 11 from Stranger Things. Oh, I could not tell that from that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's, it's kind of dark because it's black. I probably should have done it in a different color. Um, but yeah. So it's 11 from stranger things. So, um, I, cause I asked my sister, I'm like, what are, what are some things that your kids are into right now? And so she was like, Dr. Stone and stranger things. And then I'm also going to try to print off, um, toothless from how to train your dragon. Oh, cool. Send send that out to her. So I, I've made a couple of attempts on a couple of different models of toothless. And, uh, they have not turned out well, so I'm hoping I found a new one today. I'm hoping it it will turn
0: out. So Okay. But, but yeah. cool. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny. The the only other thing that I'm nerding out about has nothing to do with Christmas. And so I may have mentioned one once before. I'm a I'm a collector at heart. Like like I always have a collection of something going on. And so, for a long time, I collected uh, Kinder Surprise egg toys. Okay. Um, and so, you can't really get them in the United States, which, which always made it difficult. Uh, I used to trek up to Canada to, to get them. Uh, okay. Like, and then they yeah. tightened up the border. And- <laughs> my, <laughs>
1: my neighbor across the street is from Canada. And so, whenever she goes to
0: visit, uh, she usually brings back some, some Kinder eggs for my kids. Yep. But here in the United States now, they've introduced, uh, and for a few years now, have introduced um, a, a similar product called Kinder Joy. And it's just, it it's not a solid uh, chocolate egg with a capsule in it. It's just like half chocolate. Uh, it's egg-shaped, but it's half chocolate. And the other half, it, it, completely separately wrapped, is the toy.
1: Oh, and
0: okay. so um, I've been uh, picking those up. And building my collection again, because I got rid of my uh, initial collection. And so, they just came out with Harry Potter mini Funko figures, um, which are pretty interesting. Uh, Uh Let me pull one down, because I actually, of course, I display them. Um, So, uh, this is the... As you do. As you do. This is the Harry. Okay. Um, there you go. Yeah. So um, and so yeah, I found those in the store the other day. And so I, I've been putting that collection together, and they do a lot of non-licensed things, but they do a lot of licensed things too. So they have like NBA mascots, and they've got they did an Avatar set and a Jurassic World set. And in in when we were in Canada a couple weeks ago, they had Disney Kinder Surprise ones to celebrate the Disney 100th anniversary thing. So bought a bunch of those too. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's been fun kind of getting back into the collecting thing, um, without going crazy overboard. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Collecting stuff can definitely go way, way overboard. Yeah. Well, Um, my biggest collection for years, I I used to collect Pez dispensers and I did it for like 25 years. And ha- had quite a collection. Um, you can go down quite the rabbit hole with Pez. Well, I got, and I got to the point where I getting the newest stuff was easy. And so I started buying vintage and uh, okay. that's where the pricing can get a little nutty. Um, <laughs> but, but I, but I, but I ended up selling all, all, almost all my entire collection and, um, in an effort to simplify and not take up a lot of space in the house.
1: Oh man. My father-in-law went down a collection uh, for a while there, a collection spree, if you will, that he, he, when they have a bunch of these metal candy cane ornaments that have, that have the year on them. And it's a specific company that makes them. And so they, but they were missing a bunch of years. And so he tried to track down a bunch of them. And so he filled in most of the gaps between some of the early ones and and their, their newest one. Um, And now they, now they get one every year. Um, But on some of the other ones where he didn't want to go completely down the rabbit hole, he just got like important years, like, birth years mm. and anniversary year so he got a couple here and there but he he was tracking stuff down all over the place eBay and, and other parts of the the internet and it it was a pretty penny but he got his his candy cane collection
0: yeah so yep yeah that's probably a deeper topic for another uh, night but the collecting yeah, thing yeah. is uh yeah oh yeah very much so <laughs> all right Roll that dice. Okay. Stay tuned for this commercial break. <laughs> All righty. <laughs>
1: donate to your daddy patreon.com slash wise underscore n underscore nerdy I,
0: I, I thought it would i thought it would be best to not say anything because when charles <laughs> listens to this he's gonna go why aren't they interrupting each other <laughs>
1: and if you want to interrupt us go ahead and head on over to wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad leave us a speak pipe and title it uh, interrupting the commercial break and we will make sure that uh, we play that a bunch in front of Charles and make him uh, all kinds of peeved it'll be great, it'll be wonderful trust me, do it, do it
0: call us (laughs) <laughs> Patreon.com slash wise nerdy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. It's all for Charles. Roll that dice. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> yes. Yes. A dad joke. Just for Charles. Oh, okay. Oh, this one comes to us via Mike Woodard. Boo. <laughs> he says, "What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa?"
0: I don't know. What do you call a kid that doesn't believe in Santa? A rebel without a clause. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> oh, All right. Mike like sent. You. Mike sent so many. Oh, uh, what I got here. Here's another one. Yeah. What Christmas Carol? Is a favorite of parents.
0: Silent Night. Ah. Uh, <laughs> see, that's just smart. Um, <laughs> all right, well, why don't you give us one more because Charles's not here? That's right.
1: What do you call a reindeer who's obsessed with Halloween? Boodolph. <laughs> Caribou! <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. Good old Mike. He yep. was on last week, much to uh, Kurt's happiness. He was so excited <laughs> to find out that Mike was here last week. <laughs> oh, man. Roll that dice. All right. What numbers do we even have left? I think we've already done that one. There we go. Daddy can't tell me a story. All right. So we've, we talked a bit about eight bit Christmas and this kind of goes along with that theme. What was your favorite gift? Tell me a story about the, your favorite gift that you received as a, as a kid or, or as an adult, whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, as an adult. Um, no, I'm going to go as a kid. Um uh, <laughs> cause I, I, I can't think off the top of my head as an adult. Um, one of the things I have a distinct memory of getting as a kid was the Millennium Falcon. Ooh. And, 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 and again, I'm old. So it's the, the actual vintage Millennium Falcon from Kenner back in the day. And uh, just I remember opening it up thinking that there's no way my parents were going to buy it for me. And getting it and then just, you got to put the panels on it and everything. And then finding out, like, there is the secret compartment, like underneath the, the hatch or underneath the floor where, where the 3D chess table is. And <laughs> uh, just, and the fact that the 3D chess table was there. Um, it really, uh, it was, it was amazing. Uh, and, and sturdy and this big old, hunk of plastic, just like this giant thing. And uh, what's funny is I had like a visceral flashback to that when a couple of years ago, I went to uh, Disney World and I hadn't been to their Star Wars area yet. And I walked into that area and they have a life-size Millennium Falcon like there. And I nearly broke down in tears. Like it was just like my 11 year old self could not believe that that was there. Um, and, and then going on the ride, uh, where you actually can walk through the millennium Falcon. And I sat at the 3d table, the 3d chess table and just like, (laughs) what is happening? Like, this is just, (laughs) It was crazy. The only thing that could have been better is if they let me into the gunner um, seat. There you go. There you, <laughs> you know, go. And and just uh, just look back at a buddy of mine and go, "Don't get cocky, kid." And just <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was awesome. But but yeah, getting that as a kid, uh, it just because I was all about Star Wars back then. Oh awesome. man, what about you? Oh,
1: it's gotta be when I was, I think, six. My parents got me the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van. Mm, yep. And, and so I was I was huge into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so they got me the van, and it was awesome so it the 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 if i remember correctly the top came off and the side or came up and the side came uh open and there was a seat and i always put michelangelo in the seat there that that would open up to the side because they would uh, and i i think it i think it even shot like little pizza discs out. oh of that it sounds too. right yeah and, and yeah it was just it was it was awesome so awesome, and um, my parents. I mean, I'm sure that kids around the world, uh, this happened to, especially in the '90s. But my parents, they would every every single gift, hold it up, take a picture, hold it up, take a yep. picture, and so I I could I I don't even remember if I, if we even have if my because my brother has all of our old uh, photo albums. I don't even know if that that picture is in there, but I'm sure that my. My face was just huge, huge grin on it. Hey, look, imaginary nomad here in the chat.
0: Hey, we were just talking about him.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. We were. Uh, just so you know, Phil, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> Way to poke the bear.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Phil, Phil bought a banjo. <laughs> yeah, but did you buy? Did you ever put together that hurdy gurdy? I mean, I, I bought you. <laughs> oh man! So do you have uh, any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff from when you were a kid? No, no,
1: it all I I played with it so much it all broke down and fell apart and whatnot. Um, but it was it was well loved, just mm-hmm. not well taken care of. So, right. uh, but yeah, no, lots of, lots of fun times playing with my, my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van. And I think my brother had the, the Millennium Falcon that you were talking about too, cause I remember playing with that too. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of cool toys, Millennium Falcon and, um, he had a whole bunch of Transformers, the, the big old Optimus Prime with the, the trailer behind it and all yep. that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I was never a, I was never a Transformers guy, but that was a little bit because it was a little bit later for me. Mm, I was okay. I was I was a little a little older and just was into different things at that point. See that that explains uh
1: Charles's fascination fasc, fascination with Transformers too cuz he's closer in age to my older brother
0: mm, uh, and so yeah, he's he's big Transformers nerd. Yeah, one of the things I did get into though was uh Micronauts. Back Micro in the day, bots. yeah. So they were a little bit before Transformers. They were they were, um, uh, but but in that same vein, the Gobots, Micronauts, uh are, are okay. Transformers. You know, it's it's that same type of thing. Only they were a little bit before that, and they were they had a, co- a comic book for the Micronauts. Uh, Marvel had published, but it was primarily just to sell the toys. But they had this really That's cool most thing. Of most yeah. cartoons.. They had this really cool thing called transport tubes, and it was um this air-powered, like it had literally it literally had a fan engine. Um, and the micronauts would fit into these capsules, and they would shoot around these tubes like a like a hydraulic tube or like a um, vacuum tube type type you know the mail systems that that they used to have where you put the letters in the container or even at banks right the pneumatic tube thing um it's that kind of a thing only on a toy level and it would glow in the dark and you'd see these things whipping around all all throughout and it was like a really expensive toy because it was a big play set at, at that time and i i played the crap out of that thing um I, I don't know what happened to it years later, but, <laughs> but it was one of those things you put it together on Christmas morning. It took you like three hours to put it together. And it's just like once it finally got together and you got to work and it was awesome. So yeah, oh, very yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we've only got one more left. Ooh. Let Daddy decide, which is actually the, how do I uh, after Christmas will be new year's. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a bit about new year's resolutions and to get your point of view specifically, Sure. how do I start losing weight?
0: So, um, I will tell you in a practical sense that, um, when people say to me, Hey, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to start losing weight. My, my, my initial, um, response is why, why wait? Um, but, but mm-hmm. let's put that aside let's just like, cause that's a, philosoph- a philosophical thing. Um, let's go back to the practical. Um, the way f- that I always recommend that anybody losing weight, uh, loses weight is slowly. And what I mean by that is, um, <clears throat> and for people who don't know, I've, I've lost about 145 pounds over the last 14, 15 months. And, The reason why I say start slowly is because it didn't come on overnight and there's no reason to believe it should go away overnight. Um, It took a lot of work to get heavy and it's going to take a lot of work to not be heavy. (laughs) So um, I tell people to start by tracking their food. Don't change what you eat. Don't do anything. But like I, I say, download a food tracking app. Um, I use Lose It. Um, people use MyFitnessPal. People use a lot of a lot, Life Summits, another one. There's, there's a whole bunch of them. And all I say is for two weeks straight, track every meal, track every everything that you eat. Just track it. Don't try to change it. Don't try to cut back. Just track it. And then after two weeks, evaluate and say, huh. I ate four Big Macs last week. What if I have three instead and start there? And then once you roll, once you get rolling with that kind of thinking and that kind of tracking, then you can start going, okay, so maybe I need to figure out how many calories I need to to take in. Because no matter what plan, people talk about, whether it's keto or Weight Watchers or um, Carnivore or intermittent fasting, whatever. Weight loss happens because of cal- uh, calorie deficit. That's just the way it works. It's just science. So, the problem is that's not sexy, right? You can't really sell a plan <laughs> that just says eat less. Um, but but that's just kind of the truth. Um, so, once you know that, then you can do things. You can actually even go into it. And there, there's um, something called the TDEE, the Total Daily Energy Expenditure. And all that really means is at my current activity level, how many calories does it take me to sustain my weight? That's all. That's all. And then, and then if you eat less than that, you'll lose weight. That's different from the BMR. The BMR is how many calories does it take me, my body to sustain life, which is if you're in a coma, <laughs> how many calories does it take to keep you alive? <laughs> and that's different. The TDEE takes into account things like uh, we're, we're talking right here and I'm gesturing with my hands. That's just that, that's part of this. Talking takes a certain amount of energy, you know, uh, our normal working takes a certain amount of energy. And so the TDEE takes that into account. Um, and everybody's a little different. It's a, it's a baseline. It's not perfect because they can't account for everybody individually like that, but it's a good place to start. Um, but really just start slowly and introduce things. What I see too many people do, especially New Year's resolution time, okay, I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's overwhelming. It's too much. And they get burnt out. They get completely burnt out. And so, how about you do one thing? And when you're comfortable with that one thing, add something else. And when you're comfortable with that, add something else. I didn't start going to the gym or exercising until I lost my first hundred pounds, because eighty to ninety percent of your weight loss comes from food. It just does. Exercise is a really inefficient way to lose weight.
1: Yeah, I someone once said to me, and it's kind of stuck with me, um, is that weight uh, weight is managed by
0: what you eat, fitness is managed by exercise. 100%. 100%. Yep. There are, there are really good reasons to exercise. Way at the bottom of the list is weight loss. <laughs> it just, yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, somebody had done a study that said that cardio, which is the best for weight loss, is probably number three or number four on the list of things that help you lose the most weight or that burn the most calories that burn the most calories. So, and, and the, and the one that, that is the thing that burns the most calories is your body just operating that, that, that burns the most calories. And then it's the non-exercise activity. Um, and and just like if you are walking around the house, walking to the bathroom, picking up something after your kids, that's non-exercise activity, but that burns a lot, just because that's what we do normally. Yep. yep. So, so anyhow, uh, yeah, I can go, <laughs> I can, I can go on and on on, on that stuff, uh, but but yeah, it really is just start and start slowly.
1: All right. So, yeah, whether your holiday tradition is uh, making a a commitment you're not sure if you're going to keep or whether it is having fun with your family, this is the place to be to learn all about that. And that's the show tonight. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at rock god of podcasting, Joe Who cares? Joseph underscore ard, check out the website Wise and credit VO by Kurt. As always. <laughs> they may not
0: be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. That song's pretty good. I don't know why Charles keeps interrupting it.